0: Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams.
1: Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, a weekly podcast where we explore topics related to living an extraordinary and inspired life. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Leslie Wexler. Leslie is a writer, a designer, an Intuit, and owner of two companies. She's here to share her experience about being on a journey that helped her survive herself and survive her business. Leslie, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here.
0: Thanks a lot. I'm honored to be here.
1: Well, I'm very excited, and I want to dive right into that journey that you talk about. You were kind of forced into um, what I believe was the breadwinner role of your family when your husband closed his business and he was dealing with some financial issues can you, like take us back to that time and set us up to what was going on with you know your business and your family at that point?
0: Sure. Um, at that point, we didn't have any children. Um, my husband owned a printing business, and um it uh, it was a tough couple of years for him. Um, his father had passed away, and they were business partners. So he ended up taking on a role of financial officer in the company as well, and he was more of a creative. Um, and, uh, the business, uh, at the time was very, um, uh, very, uh, competitive and, and, and came with high, high price of technology, uh, ever changing technology. So he showed up one day, um, a little depressed and I knew things weren't going well and I had just been laid off my job and I was starting to freelance and, and consult. And he showed up one day and he said to me, um, my, um, I, I have to close the doors tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah. I said, uh, uh, really? Um, tomorrow? <laughs> um, can't we do something about it? He's like, no, I just I can't pay the bills. So um, I came off of uh, the job worried about uh, finances, and now we have this sort of debt to pay. And in order to stay out of bankruptcy, we had to really take out a loan, and um, there were all sorts of things that went <laughs> along with being on my own as far as expenses go. So I believe that kind of um, deterred us um, from having a family at first because I was always about how am I going to afford kids? I can't afford the mortgage, mm, you know. No kidding. So it was the stress of a day-to-day paycheck um, coming off of being a workaholic as it was and bringing myself into a business um, that I wasn't really, I wasn't, uh, I, was, I was kind of a shy person underneath. I wasn't an assertive person and dealing with self-worth uh, uh, not saying no, uh, trying to bring in the money, the stress of having to pay out this debt down, um, was really just something that, um, uh, I, I wasn't enjoying at all.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I can imagine there's, there must've been a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, a lot of, um, maybe terror, <laughs> like being thrust yeah. into that position, I would imagine. How did you deal with
0: that? Well, I'm I'm not that personality. It was almost like the universe was sort of like, like, you know, loading it on me, um, it almost like felt like I I wanted to be that person. I want to be that assertive person who didn't fear anything that went out and went out for their clients and, you know, went here and there. But I I just wasn't that person. And then on top of it, you know, he had to take some time off to kind of feel about what he wanted to do for a living. So we we were both trying to figure out what do we want to do for a living. (laughs) And um, so he ended up helping me with the business, which was very actually, a good thing because he he was able to kind of ponder, you know, what he could do. He had some skills as a technical person, on a computer. So he was kind of my 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 computer guru, and he also took care of my paperwork, uh, my my invoicing, and all those kind of things. And so it started to have a little bit more balance, a little bit. Plus, he was also my grounder that says, "Get off the computer,
1: you know." Mm, that's <laughs> and, important. Um,
0: yeah, and so at one point, I, I believe it's like after nine eleven, um, he said to me, "You know, we have to have kids at some point." And I said, "Okay, you know." He's like, "I'm going to be an old man soon, you know." <laughs> and so we um, we decided to have kids. And I got to tell you that having kids was the best thing that ever happened to me because what it real what I realized, although it didn't take the pressure off as far as um, bringing in the ba- bringing home the bacon. It it, it made me realize that there was another purpose uh, for me and that there are more important things in life than working. Um, So that was, I think, my first step in evolution um, uh, and finding out that I have to live like I have to balance my life. It's not, you know, because I have my own business doesn't mean everything's going to be okay. um, I really have to work on, on changing my, my 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 patterns, my my fears, and all those things. So, anyways, as 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 the kids came along, um, it it afforded me to kind of balance my life a little bit better. I also started trying to feel in wellness. Um, I remember yoga being a great modality for me. Um, learning how to bring you know this asana, this this practice on a mat into the real world, how to sort of weather the storm, and how to say, oh well, you know. <laughs> Um, and learning how to really deal with finances and being assertive about um oh gosh, i you know I went through the whole not getting paid, you know how do I get my money um <laughs> situation, finding the right client, um the one that isn't always you know um painting a um uh a picture of hot fires, um learning how to pick my client, learning how to uh choose the company I want to work for. Um, and learning how to say no, um, that it's okay. And here you are 20 years later, and you didn't fail. Um, you learned a lot. You failed a, along the way, but you didn't you're, you didn't fail yourself, and you didn't fail your business. You've learned a lot, and failure sometimes is learning.
1: Uh, I think almost every time it is, absolutely. As long as you get back up, you know, that's the key is to figure out a way to keep going if you do or when you do run into failure, is uh, is my view on it but I just want to so um, (laughs) I think it was it was my question that made us jump so quickly into your business and how you started it but we didn't really talk about what it is that you do and um, and you know where you came from before you started your own business so let's just back up a uh, 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 a tick on the, the, uh, this wheel and, and tell us, um, about that. Like what, what is your business?
0: Well, um, you know, ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be an artist, a, a cartoonist is what I used to say. Cause I didn't know anything, uh, else I could do uh, at the time. Um, so when uh, I went off to college, although I wasn't sure, you know, what I wanted to do, I, I wanted to go into, to try, you know, I wanted to go into the art field, and 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 dabble there. I also was gonna. I was thinking about being a um, computer science, uh, a science, you know, I, IT person, which is kind of funny, um, and an accountant of all things. Uh, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw right away um, that I wanted to be an artist, and I realized that I could be an artist from a professional standpoint. And I so I I, I graduated with visual communications, and. Um, and I worked out in the field, in, uh, both in small um, industry, you know, um, small agencies and, and larger corporations in their advertising department. My specialty at the time uh, when I started out was retail and packaging. And through the years, it's transformed uh, into so many things. Um, and uh, I worked, you know, I worked in all different industries, um, mass, very masculine industries, um, industries that were, you know, like construction, home Modeling and and uh, sports and also I used to design sports cards uh, for uh, Donruss, uh, training cards and Leaf um, trading cards. Um, so very masculine fields, which is kind of interesting. And when I started, morphed into the business. Um, I I picked up on some of those masculine, but I almost went into more of a feminine industry. Um, I I started uh, designing uh, products um, and uh, graphics for. Uh, children and women and, um, feelings and things like that. So it's interesting how, um, I, I still have both masculine and feminine industries. Um, but as I changed, I think my business changed as well. And, um, that's the really interesting thing. Um, you know, when looking back the, the way that the business started and the way that the business ended, uh, I shouldn't say ended um, the way that the business now is really um, a lot about me. It's uh, as, as I changed, the business changed. Um, so relationships changed, clients changed, projects changed. And the way I um, dealt with the project changed. Um, feeling about how I can balance my life really helped me balance my business. Um, so that's one one business. And, and then, of course, I started another one um, just recently as well called Heart Above. Um the 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 design company is called Aha Ink Design. And my um more spiritual uh business is called Heart Above.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I'll um I sorry to interrupt you, but I'll put links to those um on the show notes page for so people can find you easily. Um and I do want to get into Heart Above later, but I want to stick with this first business a little bit first. And um you mentioned when we talked earlier, you mentioned this kinetic wheel and I want to talk a little bit more about that and what that means to you. What is that?
0: Um, It's funny. I, I, I had, I have this, like uh, I I saw these, these products online, these kinetic wheels, and I'm like, I have to have one. And, um, and, and after that, I went to this feng shui uh, work workshop and um, I was told that I was a big metal and, uh, and big metal, uh, which means that, um, you have big ideas, but you have to keep moving because metal, metal has, you know, metal has to keep moving. Otherwise it's, you know, cr- critchety.
1: <laughs> and
0: she was saying in your house, you should have these moving metal I- I- items like pendulum clocks and kinetic wheels. And I said, oh my God, I, I just bought one <laughs> and I started thinking about it and it's this wheel and it has all these little, these balls around it, you know, and you, it, it has a little magnet at the at the bottom, so it, it helps it keep going. Um, but but the idea of a kinetics is that you don't really have to. Um, there's not too much force that has to go into um, making you know uh, allowing the wheel to to continue, and so you just have to push it a little bit. So it really represents how um, if you if you really are thoughtful about your business and your life, and you balance it it really is um, you know once you put the hard work into it it should be easy to keep it going um, you maintaining it by just pushing it ever so often by examining it ever so often and each one of those balls to me represents a part of my life not just my business but you know the mom the me the no time I would say that nobody ever schedules no time in like nobody schedules silence in you know um, the 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 person who is the writer the person who is the designer the person who services all and the person who services yourself. So if you design a kinetic wheel, um, you think about, it gives thought, um, thoughtful action, um, or, or just a thought to who you are, um, what you need to balance your life. And when you feel good in your life, you feel good you're living. Um, it just makes the business so much easier, a clarity of head in the creative field that I'm in. Um, you know, I have uh, not only all these little mundane things to do, but I have to sit there and really give thoughtful action to what I am going to design for someone else. And um, I have to listen to them. I have to research and I have to feel about what it is they need. And if I'm, it's sort of like writer's block. If I'm not um, feeling well in other areas of my life, it makes it sometimes hard to to really be efficient and clear-headed in the thoughtful process. So I always say you have to step away um, if you get stuck. There's something you need. Maybe it's food. Maybe it's a break. Um, maybe you haven't addressed something else. Um, that's going on that day that might help you clear your head to to sort of be efficient in that. So I kind of feel that um, that life is a kinetic wheel. Um, and if we pay attention to all the balls on the wheel, <laughs> um, you take a ball off the wheel and it's a little harder to push because it's not balanced. The, the momentum's not there. A couple balls off the wheel. You, you have a kinetic wheel that only has two balls. It's very hard to push. <laughs> mm-hmm. So make sure that you are... Um, thinking about all the things that you want to do and you need to do, um, and, uh, and, and balance those things basically. So,
1: yeah, that's a great visual. Thank you for that. And some important wisdom in there as well. So I, I appreciate that too. Um, let's talk a little bit about abundance. What are your thoughts on that about, um, welcoming abundance into your life or people that are blocked around abundance or, um, you know, it's, it's, there's a philosophy of an abundant mentality versus a lack mentality. And I, I just am curious if you've, um, you know, had to deal with this or struggle with this at any point or what, what your thoughts are on this topic.
0: Oh yeah oh, yes of course I mean abundance uh, it means so many things um, so there's abundance um, you know monetary sense of abundance right and then of course there's love um, which is uh, something we consider an abundance uh, when we have we find uh, love that surrounds us uh, abundant love um, But of course, I mean, you know, the the biggest struggle with abundance is really the love for yourself, the self-worth. And I struggled with that my whole life, Um, you know, uh, uh, from not being able to speak out as a shy child to not um, feeling that I can do something because I felt I wasn't inspired or I couldn't inspire myself to not feeling worthy of, um, you know, uh, taking, taking a chance to go for something because I felt like I didn't have enough experience or I didn't, uh, feel, you know, that, that they would see something in me or you know things like that in career but also just taking a chance in your life as far as um you know um making connections and doing things that you never thought you could do before so i feel abundance is really about the self more than anything um and then that leads to abundance um in other things um, I'd like to I, I don't like to talk about abundance in a monetary sense because I really don't feel that um, uh, a career is fulfilling just because you you have a lot of money. A career is fulfilling because you enjoy what you're doing. And that has to integrate your life. I mean, you have to be happy in your life and and happy in your business. So I feel that business is really the business of life. And you know, abundance comes from the a feeling in the moment. So the present moment, um, so if you don't attach yourself to the outcome of your, of what you're doing, um, that is really the abundance. i um, feeling, wow, I really am enjoying what I'm doing, even if it's for someone else, or I even enjoy scrubbing this floor <laughs> because my mother used to say, you know, the best exercise is scrubbing the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so how do you feel okay with these little silly things that you have to do, um, in life? Um, um abundance is feeling okay doing pretty much anything um, because you feel okay with your life, you feel okay. Um that to me is abundance. Um now if it, it comes with a, a you know, we live in a monetary world, we have to survive, we have to pay our mortgage, um, but If it comes with, uh, with, with, with success in the, in the financial sense, I mean, great. And, and most of these, um, successes really come from a great idea. And, and those great ideas come from how you feel in the moment, um, And when you start to attach yourself like I'm doing this project and I really, you know, really like it. And and if they don't like it, oh, gosh, darn, you're never going to enjoy the moment. You're always going to be worried about whether or not this is going to be a success or not. Um, So I I take that into everything I do. I'm writing various books. Um, One's in a historic novel, a couple of three children's books. And I kind of go meander back and forth between them because I want to I don't want to put a deadline on them. I want to enjoy it. Um, it's for me, and um, if somebody wants to buy my book, great, but it's really I'm doing it for me. So when you come to doing some things for yourself as far as um, you know, projects that you love to do, um, they can bring you abundance in many ways, not only for your soul, um, but potentially um, the outcome could be a financial outcome.
1: And I, and I love what you said about just staying in the moment and, and finding – joy in the moment of what you're doing. That's very important. And I, I think so many people, you know, never really think about that. They just go through their daily lives, getting the errands done or, you know, picking up the kids or whatever, without remembering to just kind of be in the moment and be appreciative of whatever's happening at that time. So that was a great reminder. I want to also ask you, you, you said that you, you had kind of a lack of confidence and you were really shy and you didn't uh, think you could do all the many things that you're doing now i mean you're you're really a powerhouse um, how did you get from from that place of unconfidence and um, I don't know what the word is it's not really drive it's just like um
0: I would call it assertive. Um, I wasn't a very assertive person, and I didn't have a voice. Now you can't shut me up. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) But what changed? How did you you, uh, develop that voice? I have to say that
0: um, my back was against the wall a couple times in the corporate world, and my back was against the wall uh, um, several times in my business where I just, you know, I felt like um, I have to, this is not working, I have to change it. And it was a slow, it was, I mean, I'm not saying it was a fast, um, a fast process. It's a slow process. Um, but I have to say the universe kicked my ass. I mean, it really kicked my ass and it was saying, you know, it's time to live. It's time to just put, you know, throw, throw the old patterns out. You're worthy of being happy and, and you're worthy of, um, being heard. And, and if the person, if the people or the company or, or whoever don't want to hear what you have to say, then, then they're not the right people. Basically what happened to me is I, I had issues with, um, as I opened the windows of communication in the ethereal world, the, you know, psychic world, um, which I closed off for so long. Um, I had all sorts of mental, uh, focus issues had all sorts of energy issues. And, um, and I, I didn't even realize at the time, but I was depressed. And um, so I was looking for that light, and I explored um, Reiki, which really helped. I explored going outside and getting help from other people that had insight into to what was going on with me. And I also explored myself and did crazy things like hang gliding and <laughs> to break through the boundaries of fear and, um, because I didn't want to be that person anymore. I didn't want to be fearing everything anymore. And I wanted to be, you know, a free spirit. I was I was longing to be a free spirit. I was. Uh, I would say that, you know, um, I almost um, in, in the process really, um, you know, had a break time. And I would say I did, except for I don't like to recognize that. It's so funny. I went to a, a psychic one time and she told me, good for you. You did what your mother could never do. And I said, what? And She said, you you got out of depression. I said, what are you talking about? I'm not depressed. And so it's funny, you were talking um, earlier here about how people don't take the time to recognize things. I didn't take the time to recognize I was depressed. It was just normal. It was Mm -hmm. just a normal thing. And, um, and, and so I was like, okay, what do you, uh, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, gosh, no wonder I've been so unhappy. See, this is how I put it. I was been so unhappy,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. but you get used to that state, you know, it becomes normal, right? And it, it is hard to, it can be hard to recognize.
0: So I would say that the, believe it or not, the, the most disastrous failures in my life um have actually pushed me (laughs) to make a change um it's almost like the universe is saying it's time loss it's time to make a change you you just 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 throw caution to the wind and i just it just snapped one day and i and and believe me um you know after the age of 50 i mean it took a long time (laughs) you know (laughs) to really recognize okay i don't care anymore i mean i don't mean to say that i don't care i care a lot but I, what I mean is, I don't care what people think anymore. I'm, I'm going to be the person I need to be. And if it's um, somebody thinks I'm weird because I'm, um, I'm a psychic, or somebody thinks I'm weird because I write about things that are unusual, um, you know, so be it. You know, um, it's that that shy girl needs to leave, and the crone is here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's like a real awakening. And you know, when we talked before, you were you know, talking about your projects and with your heart above brand, you described it as having to come out of the closet as this spiritual person, as the psychic person, as this, um, you, you know kind of like revealing to the world that there was this other side of you tell me a little bit about that
0: yeah well that side of me was gone uh, for a very long time um i remember when I was about five i was in church with my mother and there was this lady and she was ill and i said to my mother she's not gonna you know she's not gonna survive she's she's gonna die and 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 my mother said oh Oh, please don't say that. That's terrible. And, and sure enough. And then when I found out she died, I, I thought, I felt horrible. I, I, am like, I don't want to know these things. I, I, you know, I, did I make it happen? You know, nobody knows what to, you don't share these things at five and you don't understand them and nobody's there to really to really, um, coach you through it. So I just shut it down. I I believe that's what I did. I shut it down, but you can't really shut it down. You it's with you. I mean, everybody has intuition and gut feelings. They don't always follow them. But what it did is, I, I I was very shy. I I was an introvert, and um, I was very sensitive and very empathic. And so that followed me throughout life. And you know, feeling, sensing the the energy in the room or the mood in the room or being intimidated by somebody's um, energy and things like that. When I got to be, gosh, I don't know, probably in my. 30s or so, um, I started seeing weird things like synchronicities or getting gut feelings. I wasn't trusting them, and then further along, I um, I, I started receiving these um, uh, prophetic dreams, and it was sort of like telling me, you know, Leslie, there's something beyond this life. There's there's this there's this infinity and you need to understand it. But at the time I was so mad because they were showing me things that were, um, sort of disasters and dates. And I thought, Oh my gosh, like for instance, the space shuttle blowing up, I knew the date. Um, but I thought it was the 21st and it ended up being February 1st. And I said, why are you telling me these things? Why, why, why Mm. you're scaring me? And basically it was just to say, you know, we want you to wake up and realize that there are things going on in this world and that, we want you to understand that you need to explore that this is not it, this this life that you're in is this is not it, but enjoy it. Um, and so then I started receiving these messages. I know it sounds really strange, but eleven eleven and I know a lot of people out there have heard eleven eleven. It's a they call it the eleven eleven phenomenon, but what I call it is an awakening. It's an awakening that there's something bigger than you here. there's there's something bigger. So it's really a matter of tapping into the light understandings of that to say, okay, I get it. So what do I do with it? (laughs) And the journey was really about figuring out what are my gifts? How do I connect in a, in a, in a positive way to the universe? And, and what, what is this going to bring to my life? And then once I realized what it could do and I could help my friends and family, then I realized that, um, that journey that led me to, to bringing it out um bringing it out of the closet and the really funny thing is, is my I remember my neighbor across the street saying what in the hell is is Reiki?" and I tried to explain it to her and then um all of a sudden you know um a few years later she she and the neighbors are coming over for a reading <laughs> so oh, here I am, yeah I'm afraid to present myself out to uh, the neighbors and to my friends and things like that and everybody's been so accepting of it all and I find that fascinating that what was I scared of you know um so yeah. I kind of call that company as my my baby because that baby got me feeling better about a hot ink there's a bridge between the two companies, and a hot ink is a hot ink is is a is a, a a way of of presenting heart above so they complement each other and also, I feel like heart above is really the the hub of where I can bring some of my my personal projects um, out in the open, whether it be um, sharing with others face-to-face um, uh, clients or, um, or you know inspiring. I call myself the muse. I'm the muse. I'm the creative muse for people. But also coming, to, co- coming up with some projects and some products, whether it be a book or, or an actual like uh, hard or soft good, that expresses myself in a philosophical way. Um, that is for myself and, and I always some servicing other people in either end of the, uh, you know, e- whether it be a ha or whether it be hard above. So how do I service myself in the creative, co-creative way? And so that is it's, that that company is really a journey I'm taking that I'm sharing with others.
1: Yeah, that's cool that you were able to create two companies that dovetail like that. That's probably partly, uh, you know, universe inspiring you and partly intentional, um but it seems like it works out really perfectly for you. Um and I wanted to so like this just to go back a little bit to this um coming out of the spiritual closet. It's really interesting because there's so many taboos I think sometimes in society about talking about spiritual things or psychic things. At least in certain company, you know, it's it's even maybe a little bit harder to talk about sometimes than politics or sexuality or something like that. But mm-hmm. it does it seems like lately there's a bit of an awakening, and people are a little bit more receptive and more open, like maybe like your neighbors um even though they don't talk about it so much. do you think that maybe there's a global shift in people's awareness or acceptance of these types of things?
0: I do, but i I also think it has to do with the fact that the more the uh the more that people come out, the more comfortable others that haven't come out. Or the more that uh, people explore things, and yes, I do feel that um, it's a comforting feeling knowing that there are there is a light. I mean, I feel like a lot of people. It, it kind of shows there is this life after death, and whether you're religious or you're not, it, and or even atheist, it, it's a it's it's kind of a I think a comfort to to have hope in that. Um, and my brother is an atheist and a scientist to, to boot. So he rolls his eyeballs about stuff, but he accepts me who I am. You know, I accept him. He accepts me. Um, so, you know, I don't feel uh, that that he, you know, he just, he would disown me because of it. Um, but it was a slow move. Um, you know, my, my dad, he was a very religious man. And, um, and I would tell him about things that were happening to me. And, um, he, he, I remember one time he had a dream, um, before he died that he was flying with the the birds. And he said to me, you were playing a joke on me, weren't you? Oh, like you know it was interesting and he used to say how uh, my mom used to talk to him and I'd go over there and help him out after my mom passed away and I would hear my mom it was when i was starting to develop this these psychic abilities and it, and i really feel like it was it was part of the journey like it was kind of comforting to be able to hear my mother's voice and she said to me, well, I was I was decorating the house for Halloween, I remember, and just because I wanted to keep up appearances like my mother did for my father, and um, she's and I was trying to figure out how I'm going to hang this thing in the window like she used to, and she said, there's a hook in the middle of the window. I'm like, okay, I'm like, go over there, sure enough, there's a hook. And I told I would tell my dad the whole step of the way that I was hearing her, and he it was comforting him, and um, so I knew that that it was there to to really you know bring peace to his mind and his heart. Um, And I remember when he he died, my father was in the hospital and he wasn't really this was before he died. He he wasn't really responsive anymore. And uh, but I would still visit and hold his hand and read stories to him like he used to read to me. And um, I remember uh, him telling me, um, Les, I'm not there anymore, it's just my body. And it, it, it's, it's kind of comforting um, to me to, to, it's sort of a, uh, you know, it was obviously um, I had to slowly let go of his body, um, which is a hard thing to do. Um, but it, 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 it's been um, a great awakening for me in many ways. Many I've seen many miracles um, because of uh, the gifts that were given to me. So I'm just here to share them in whatever way I can. Mm,
1: yeah, great great stories. And so true. Like I remember as a teenager, knowing that my grandmother had passed away before anyone told me, you know, I, I was at the shopping mall with my friends and had this feeling that I needed to call home and I knew why. And, um, there, there are so many things that we just can't explain, but they're real. They're, they're very real. And I, I do find it really interesting. And you know the, the
0: interesting thing about intuition is it comes in so many ways. Um, the knowing is really the the fast download, I call it. Um, in fact, sometimes um, psychic abilities with conversation are really cumbersome, but they do offer more details sometimes. But um, if the down, the instant down, if you don't try, the instant downloads are really, really uh, intuition. I mean, there's so many ways like um, memories are about intuition as well. Like, um, you all of a sudden remember something and you're like, what, what made me think of that? And then it, it has to do with something. You know, the universe speaks to you in so many different ways. You know, um, it's really, you know, how do you get through to that brain that ex- that, that I call is as a, as a sort of like a conduit and, ex- and the universe is sort of an extension of that 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 brain people are there sort of to you know uh spirits are there uh, your guides or your angels or whatever you, you you deem to call them are really there just to help you um in life they they're not going to tell you how to live they're just going to help you when you need help you know um or just help you realize what's important
1: and that is comforting that that is i i, I very much believe that as well so thank you for that too um, I have a question for you. I'm speaking at a women's conference next week, and the organizers asked us all to hold up a sign. To, I had to do this today, and the, and the sign says, I am, and then it's blank. And um, <laughs> so you have to fill in your word. And the word I wrote down was resilient, because I really felt like that was a good word. And all the things that have gone, yes you know, happened to, me, to my, me and my business, and and my personal growth and everything, I thought that word was really appropriate. Um, do you have a word that comes to mind if someone was to ask you to hold up the sign?
0: Um, yeah. Uh, well, at first, uh, the first, my first Buddhist statement would be like, I am. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> I am. But if I were to put a word in there, uh, believe it or not, um, I think it's because I, I've been so shy all my life. Um, the word that I put in there uh, is I am a voice.
1: Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. And that's very, that's very empowering to be able to say that. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it comes out in so many ways because it's not just about speaking. Um, it's about uh, writing and expressing yourself creativity. Um, it's even visual. I mean, your voice can come out in a visual way. Um, the, the, the throat chakra is a very creative center. Um, so creativity comes in the way of singing music. And so that's a voice as well.
1: Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. I want to see you holding up that sign, Leslie. <laughs> I think that's a really good one for you. I was going to get a to but my son said,
0: oh, mom, you're too old for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Leslie, thank you so much for talking with us today. I learned a lot from you. I I was sitting here taking lots of notes as I'm sure some of the listeners are too, and um, any other final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with us before we wrap this up?
0: Yeah, and it's just real simple. Um, I I feel that um, your only purpose in life is really to be happy. So um, so when if you bring that happiness into your life, um, you'll be abundant in many ways. Uh, whether it be your life, um, you know, it, basically your journey will be abundant. Um, And then, of course, when it comes to business, um, they can't help but be abundant because you're happy doing what you're doing.
1: Exactly. That's that's a great message and the perfect point to end on. So thank you. And thank you, listeners, for being with us today. Leslie, thank you for your time and your insights. My guest today was Leslie Wexler. She owns AHA Inc. Design, which has products represented in major, major retailers like Target and Michael's. And she's also the founder and owner of Heart Above, which aims at inspiring people to live in their essence. You can find links to all of Leslie's sites on our website, readysetgrit.com. I'm Ellen Barton. Be sure to check us out here again next week for more inspirational stories that are designed to help you discover your purpose and to live the life you've been dreaming of.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit. Your life on purpose with Ellen Barton look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration links to our social media and where you can access our ebooks and online classes Ready, Set, Grit inspired actions, real results